You are listening to the Memoir Method Podcast, the place for writers, readers, and anyone who appreciates the collective power of our stories. In this podcast, we explore the impact of memoir alongside an examination of writing techniques and strategies used in the genre. Whether you're an aspiring writer looking for inspiration and guidance, or a passionate reader seeking meaningful connections through shared experiences, the Memoir Method Podcast is your go-to conversation spot. I'm your host, Charlotte, an editor, writer, and the heart behind bookish edits. I am so glad that you're here. Let's get started. The weeks in between Thanksgiving and now have been full of a lot for me. Professionally, I've been doing a lot of face-to-face client work, which I love. I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes. I've been doing a lot of promotion for with emails and social media, all these things. I have, you know, different uh, Christmas promotions going on and, and it's been a lot. And other areas of my life have gotten the short shrift these past few weeks. I have not been reading nearly as much as I usually do. As much as I do not work in the evenings, that's a big priority for me. The past couple of weeks I've had to several times because I've had deadlines and and it, this just feels like a big push season to get to my break. This Friday I am taking, uh, it's going to be my last day in the office uh, until 2024 and I'm really excited, but that also has meant that I have had a lot of back end stuff to do. Being able to take time off means that other things in my life are feel off balance right now. And I want to apply that today to writing. One of the biggest traps to the new writer, especially is thinking that their writing life is inherently separate from their regular life. And so I want to explore a little bit about what that means, what writing seasons actually are, and kind of how to integrate your regular everyday life with being a writer, because they're not separate. They are actually the same. And just like any other part of your life, writing is going to be in ebb and flow with every other part of your life. So I want to make it clear I love Stephen King. Stephen King's stories are some of my very favorites. I love Stephen King books, most of them that I have read. He's written so much. Not everyone is a slam dunk for me, but he is an incredible writer and an incredible storyteller. He's just really, really good. And he has written a memoir. It's called On Writing, a memoir of the craft. And he weaves in stories from his own life with his advice and recommendations for writing. It has been many years since I have read this book. And so many writers love it. Maybe I need to revisit it. Something that stands out to me from that read was his advice to sit in the same spot every day and commit to writing so many words over so much amount of time. And that the consistency was key. This is pretty old school writing advice. And you see this type of advice in that old school writing mindset and in uh, kind of productivity management and time management stuff. And it's 
it's all very idealistic. Like, yes, I would love to be able to sit down every day at the same time and write for four hours. And when you are a career writer, that's what you get to do, typically. But here's, here's the problem I have with that. He was able to do that. And again, he was a career writer. I get it. I get it. But the reason he's able to say, oh, you just need to sit down at the same place every day and write for the same amount of time or the same amount of words, he's able to do that because someone else is taking care of all the other things in the background. Someone else is taking care of his home and his kids. And this is this veers close into a topic that I could spend a whole lot of time talking about. But when it comes to writing and the advice that we get sometimes, it's not feasible. I don't think most of the writers I work with, most of them are women, and most of them are not career writers. None of them are career writers. <laughs> to say, oh, well, this is the only way that you're going to be a successful writer, that just doesn't fly with me. And it doesn't feel true. And I think it's this mindset that can really prevent writers from integrating their writing life with the rest of their life because they think, oh, well, if I'm going to write, I have to have the set amount of time to do it. Like Stephen King says so. Well, I'm glad that that works for Stephen King. And again, I love his books. They're so good. I don't love that piece of advice. And here's where, here's the, here's where I really want to dig deep for a moment. Your writing life is just a part of your life. It doesn't have to be separate, especially since 2020 and COVID and the massive shift that we saw in how adults balanced their regular lives with their work life. And I don't think we'll ever go back to the way things were before that, before that. Uh, I don't think we'll ever go back to that balance of work life and home life. And it's so much more fluid now. And I love it. It's fantastic. It's done. That, that has, that's what's made this business of, of bookish edits even possible was to have a partner who's, who's the breadwinner currently and who's able to be flexible enough in when he shows up in the office and when he can be home. And so to see kind of the rules, quote unquote, shift has been really interesting. And I think that we can apply that to our writing. We do not have to set aside so much time every day to be a quote real writer. One of the attitudes that I take into this business is the thought and the reality that if you want to be a writer, you can be a writer. You might, yes, I think you will learn faster and make more progress faster if you can dedicate four hours a day to writing. But if you can't, that's okay. And what is important to accept and to even embrace is the fact that when we can see our writing and our writing life as in conversation with the rest of our life, that becomes so much more of our identity. It's so much easier to integrate into who we are. So I want to spend a minute just to kind of explain what I mean by that. I am, I'm in a, I mentioned at the beginning, I'm in a big kind of push season for the business right now. I'm signing off for the year on Friday. And so I've been doing a lot of work. I've been very, my time has been very full and my reading time has been more limited. And that's something that I, is, is usually such a priority for me. And so it's easy to kind of think, oh, well, I guess I just don't read anymore. You know, it's, 
I, I've felt that way before, but that's not true. I'm just not reading as much right now because I have other things. And so in our writing, and I, this has happened to me in my writing where I will think, oh, well, I'm just so, I've, I'm so busy running the business and being a mom and a wife and a friend and all these other things that uh, I guess I'm just not going to be a writer right now. But that's not true either. <laughs> I'm still a writer. I'm just not spending as much time writing, or I wasn't. I've been prioritizing. I, I've been able to pull in actual writing more. But here's how, here's where the magic happens when you can consider your writing as just a part of your life and as something that is going to shift and and flow just as dynamically as the rest of your life shifts and flows. When I have that writer's headspace just available for me, even when I don't sit down to actually write, what happens is that I start to notice things in my life as a writer would. I start to notice, oh, that's a real that's really interesting. I, I want to note how that person is is walking across the room. That's a really interesting way of moving their body. I kind of just want to jot down words that could explain it or turn a phrase that you hear or a moment that is so small but feels really poignant. That happens to me a lot where I think, oh, I could write an essay on that. And so even though I'm not sitting down at my computer and typing out words, I'm still thinking like a writer and I'm still noticing my life through that lens. I start to think about, huh, I wonder how I would write this. I wonder which elements would be important to remember. And then that even helps me remember other things. Uh, I'm really excited for this writing project I have coming in 2024. I can't wait to tell you more about it. And I've started to remember things that I have, hadn't thought about in years. And so when you can consider your writing life as just flowing in and out of your regular life, you're not going to feel so overwhelmed when you don't have the hours and hours to sit down and write. Being able to think, to see, oh, I have half an hour. Maybe I can sit down and write for a minute. It doesn't feel overwhelming to sit down and start. It doesn't feel so scary. And, and if you're someone who really does kind of need it, that big, solid chunk of time, it's not going to feel so so impossible to make that happen because you're like, oh, okay, well, this is how I work. And so it, it just, it takes away the, the immediacy of that feeling of, oh, I'm not a writer unless I'm actually writing. That's not true. That's not true. That's something I really want to impress upon all of my writers who, like I said, none of, none of whom are full-time writers. Anytime you spend writing makes you a writer and if you want to be a writer, any time you spend living makes you a writer. You can train your brain to notice different things around you in through the lens of a writer. And especially as, as a memoirist, I, you're going to notice things. You're going to notice threads and stories and connections that, that are worth paying attention to, that you might not have noticed otherwise if you didn't consider yourself a writer. As this episode drops, we're in the middle of December, and the holidays are busy and festive and fun and there's a lot going on and I have a lot of demands on my time, a lot of demands on my energy and my headspace. So it is okay that I am not sitting down every day to write. I have, in fact, I've hardly sat down to write anything at all ever since November. But you know what? That's okay. I'm still thinking about it 
And not in a beating myself up because it's not happening way, but just in a creative way. I'm still engaging with my writing and my ideas creatively every day, even when I don't sit down to write it out in words yet. Being able to do that maintains that energy so much better. It makes it so much easier to make time, to take advantage of pockets of time. It makes it so much easier when you can just see, oh, like, I'm a writer, whether I'm writing or living. And there are going to be seasons where I'm not going to get it to do as much writing because I'm going to be doing so much living. And that's what I want. That's the attitude I want us to take into this season, into 2024, is the reality that writing and living are two sides of the same coin. And doing all of one or all of the other is not going to result in a satisfying writing life or a satisfying regular life. But when you can approach that creatively and have them be in balance with each other and allow the creative surges to come when they will and to accept when your regular living life uh, crowds out your writing time, it doesn't have to be the end of the world because it's there and it's a part of who you are and and it's just a part of how you experience the world. And it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. It can be fun. It can be easy even. <laughs> Energetically, it can be easy when we approach it this way. It can be just creative and you can have a good time and you can be experimental and just have a lot of fun with it. When you can come into your writing time and make sure that that's in conversation with your living time. So I hope this is making sense. That's something that's been on my mind a lot. It's, it's something that I talked about a lot with the writers in the Speedway in November. And so we don't need to get discouraged when we don't get to sit down and write as much as we want to, because living does just as much for our writing as actually writing does. And you need both. So I hope that this a shorter episode has given you something to think about, has given you some encouragement. I will have one more episode next week in 2023, and then I will be off for a couple weeks over the break. If this conversation really resonated with you, you will really enjoy the digital products that I have on my website, bookishedits.com slash shop. I have a small library of digital products that are designed to get you into that writer's headspace in a way that isn't going to take over your life to give you the tools that you need to start thinking like a writer and to start seeing your life and your story with some strategy and some skill with also while also maintaining that heart behind it. So all of the digital products that I have, I have the memoir 101 masterclass. I have a story worth writing audio course, which I think would really go well with our conversation today. And then the key to memoir ebook as well, which is my newest product, my newest digital download. Uh, that is such a great, a great offer. It'd be really fun if you have some time over the break and want to spend some time in your writing, start with a key to memoir. Uh, you can find all of that there. You can also buy all three of those together in the memoir writers toolkit. So please take a look at those. I'll include links in the show notes. And one more thing, 
through the end of December, I have a discounted enrollment vouchers for my live programs happening in 2024. So we have discounted enrollment for the Memoir Method Live. That's my 10-week group program. And then also a discounted enrollment voucher for my three primary events happening in the first half of 2024. So head to the link in the show notes to check those out. You can email me with questions. I'm really excited about all of these. And I'm really excited for 2024. I'm going to be spending some some of my time over the break really digging into what I want this space to be and what I want to bring to Bookish Edits and the podcast in, in the new year. I'm just so glad that you're here. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next week. You've just listened to an episode of the Memoir Method podcast. The Memoir Method podcast is presented by Bookish Edits. If you liked what you heard, the best way to support the show is to subscribe through your preferred podcast player. And if you're feeling especially inspired, I'd love it if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leaving a review really does help other readers and writers like yourself find the show. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find me on my website at bookishedits.com or on Instagram at charlotte.edits.books. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.